Hey everybody, and happy Thanksgiving to all of my American friends. You are listening to the Enlighten Me podcast, and I'm your host, Mackenzie. I'm super pumped to share today's episode with you. For this episode, I interviewed my new friend, Lily Ross. Lily studies integrative medicine and has an Instagram account that's focused on clean eating and intuitive living. Lily has a special focus on how we can use food to heal the body that came out of a personal battle with ulcerative colitis. You're going to hear all about that today, and we're also going to talk about yoga, a topic that I've always wondered a lot about and been intrigued by, but never really had the guts to try myself. Lily talks about how her views on food and fitness have shifted over the years to become less about appearance and more about holistic health. I loved hearing her thoughts on these topics, and I know you will too, because it's super encouraging. Lily and I decided together that we were going to release this episode on Thanksgiving in particular because the holidays can be a time of indulgence when it comes to food, sometimes regrets following those indulgences, and then talking about resolutions and how we're going to vow to change. We have all been there, myself included, so I don't say that to make anybody feel bad, but I wanted to release it today because I don't think that clean eating and healthy living is something that has to wait until the holidays are over. I think this can be something that's an everyday choice and everyday incorporation into our lives and should be focused on now. Lily's going to talk about how clean living and healthy eating don't have to be as hard as we often think they are. She'll talk about some of the ways she incorporates it into her diet and some advice for those that are wanting to begin a clean eating lifestyle. I really enjoyed what she had to say about this because clean eating doesn't really have to have a label on it. That doesn't mean paleo or keto or whole foods or vegan or anything like that. It's really just to focus on what your body needs. It's a great conversation and I know you're going to get a lot out of it. If you can, I would love it if you would pause before you start to listen or go on over while you're listening and leave a rating or a review for this episode. It really does help other people to find the show and it's super helpful for me. So if you've enjoyed past episode, would you please go on over and do that now? I so appreciate you and I am super thankful on this Thanksgiving day. I know many of you are in the midst of travels for the holidays or maybe getting ready to host yourself. I am currently back in the Midwest at my in-laws house in the cold, cold weather, getting ready to celebrate with lots of family. Whatever it is, I hope that you are able to celebrate with the ones that you love. I think that's one of the reasons why Thanksgiving is such a special day over here. Or maybe you're listening to this post-holidays. Whatever it is, I just hope that you enjoy this episode and get a lot out of it and think about the ways that you can start living a cleaner lifestyle. So here is my conversation with Lily Ross. All right. Hey, Lily. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. I'm so glad that we are finally doing this because it took a lot of work on both (laughs) of our ends to finally set it up. But thank you so much for being flexible and patient. Oh, you too. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm excited. So can you just introduce yourself for everybody? Yeah, so my name's Lily. I live in Michigan and I go to Oakland University. I study integrative medicine and I love it. Nutrition and holistic health and lifestyle is my passion, which kind of led me to create an Instagram account that I'm super, super psyched about. It's called Intuitive Living with Lil. It's kind of new, but um, super fun. And I just like to be on that, engaged in the community where people are like-minded and, you know, have the same interests and whatnot. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. And that's kind of how I found you was through your Instagram account, which is beautiful. I love looking at it. Mm -hmm. So can you kind of talk about 
just Intuitive Living with Lil and what inspired you to get it started? Yeah. So first of all, I mean, I've always kind of been into nutrition and a healthy lifestyle, but um, it wasn't until like my sophomore year of high school that it really started to become a huge like part of my life. I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease called ulcerative colitis and through like a ton of trial and with doctors and whatnot, I finally found like found relief through a naturopathic doctor and um, I just kind of got into nutrition through through him. Like he inspired me. Um, he helped me actually heal my body and whatnot. And creating the Instagram account was kind of just a way of holding not holding myself accountable, but like letting other people know and that living a healthy lifestyle doesn't have to be super hard and super time consuming. Um, I guess I started it by like just posting pictures of my meals, like my healthy meals on my Snapchat Mm -hmm. stories. And like my friends would be like, oh my gosh, like that looks so good. Like you need to start a blog or blah, blah, blah. But I was always like, no, I'm too busy Mm -hmm. for a blog. Like I'm in school, I'm in sports. And, but as I kept doing it and doing it, like more people were encouraging me to to just put myself out there and do it. And so I did. And it was definitely scary at first. I wasn't sure like what people would think. But once I started it, I just knew like, okay, like I kind of have a knack for this. And it just became something that I love to do every day now. Yeah, that's so cool. And I feel like I don't remember entirely, but I feel like your following has grown a lot recently. Is Am I right? Yeah. So it was kind of weird. Like, I feel like I was kind of at a little plateau for a little yeah. bit. I was kind of just like, and um, kind of in like the 3000 range bouncing back and forth with followers. But yeah, like recently I have kind of reached a little growth, I feel yeah. like, which I'm excited about. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. And I also have to ask, how old are you? I'm 21 as of July 23rd. Oh, okay. That's awesome. Okay, yeah, I remember seeing posts about your 21st birthday. That's so cool. I just feel like you're so, like, you've done so much and you're so wise for your age. Like, that's so cool. So I love it. Okay, so do you want to talk more about, like, the ulcerative colitis diagnosis and kind of, like, how that came about and kind of you realizing that need for the natural lifestyle? Yeah. So like, I, I mean, I was a typical high, no, not even high schooler, just typical American that followed the typical American diet. I ate literally pizza, spaghetti, crackers, chips. Yeah. And I was literally a sugar, would eat probably two candy bars a day when I was younger. It was crazy. Like (laughs) my diet was terrible, probably actually worse than, than other people's. Yeah. But it, it was sophomore year and I, I knew I had ulcerative colitis and I dealt with it for about a year and the symptoms were like pretty mild. I never had like experienced severe, severe flare-ups, but I would have occasional blood in the stool and blah, blah, blah. But it was kind of managed. I was taking antibiotics from my doctor who diagnosed me, but it wasn't until a few months. It's so, it's all such a blur kind of because it was so like, I don't know, crazy, but, um, so I was diagnosed and then I dealt with it for like a few months and I started seeing doctors and they were telling me that basically your diet doesn't, it doesn't matter what you eat. You really, you just have to be on this medication that's going to, you know, reduce the inflammatory responses in your body and reduce the, you know, the blood and all this stuff. 
And so I was put on medication after medication. And every single time I was put on a new one, I would have like really bad side mm-hmm. effects. Whether that be, like I remember one specific one, it's called ciproflaxin. And I had super bad tingling sensations in my fingers and my toes. And the doctors, I remember the doctor saying, like, if you ever have that side effect, then immediately stop taking it. And so I stopped taking it after that. And so they put me on a new medication. And right now I can't remember what it was, but I had terrible, terrible anxiety from it. Oh, gosh. Like, so bad. Like, I was having panic attacks every day. And I was like, okay, like, I'm going crazy. Like, I literally thought I was going crazy. And my mom was like, okay, like, we're done with this. These doctors aren't like helping you're you're not mm-hmm. like getting any better so we finally resorted to going to a holistic doctor and that is when like I totally my life started to change because went to, and was seeing several like naturopathic doctors and they were putting me on you know specific carbohydrate diet low FODMAP diet and all these diets that are supposed to help autoimmune diseases mm-hmm. and they, my symptoms really weren't improving because at that point, my ulcerative colitis was like too far gone almost mm-hmm. that it's sad that like nutrition wasn't really able to help because at that point, my intestines were already like proliferated. I already had holes in there. And then the way I was, I wasn't sticking to the diets like I should have. I wasn't managing my stress. And so it was like, it really was a lost cause at that point. And so that is when... A few months later, after seeing my holistic doctors, I went into my first flare-up. And that was when I was we were in moving houses. And um, I was curled up on the bathroom floor, and I was just, like, in so much pain. And my mom was like, okay, like, I'm taking you to the hospital. And I didn't want to go because I, I obviously knew, like, I was going to have to stay there probably. And so, so we went to the hospital, and then they took pictures of my intestines and, like, immediately admitted me because of, the way they looked and I remember we were just like kind of waiting like waiting for answers and I was in the hospital for two weeks before um, Mm. the doctors told me that I was going to have to have my um, large intestine taken out I remember them coming in and like telling me that and I was just like no like no I'm not gonna have this like because the typical surgery and the one I had to have was they remove your intestines called the total colectomy and you, while um, they create something called a J pouch, which is your new um, rectum, basically. It's your new um, digestive system down there. And they have to have let your intestines heal yeah. for several months while that new digestive system is, you know, healing from the staples and whatnot. And so the catch 22 was I was going to have a, you know, an ostomy in a yeah. bag hanging off my side that. let me go to the bathroom so I had that bag for two and a half months and like like looking back now I am so grateful for it like I would not change a single thing that happened because like it's led me to where I am now and like given me a purpose in life and show me what like path I'm supposed to be on like for sure like no doubt in my mind but like at the time I was okay I was a senior in high school at that time Uh, and I was like I'm about to go into college. Like, no one is going to be my friend. I'm going to be a freak. Like, yeah. who has a bag of poop, literally, yeah. from their side? And I was just, like, terrified. Like, I was just like, this is not happening. And I honestly, I told my mom, I was like, I would rather die. Yeah. Because at this point, like, 
this, at this point, I had already, I had lost 30 pounds. I weighed, I weighed like 98 pounds. I'm oh five foot six, almost five foot seven. So that's, that's really small. I was sickly yeah. skinny. Yeah. My eyes were sunken in. I had to have three blood transfusions because I was losing so oh much gosh. blood through my stool. Like I was um, going to the bathroom 18 to 20 times a day and it was solid blood at this point. Oh like my gosh. nothing except blood. And so, and I was so weak and so feeble that I literally couldn't even make it to the bathroom by myself. Like the nurses had to help me walk. I had to sit in a stool in the shower. Like, so at this point when they told me that I I was literally like, no, like I would literally rather just die. And so, but obviously it wasn't going to do that to my mom and you know, my family and I obviously had to move on. I'm so young. So went ahead and had the surgery and was in the hospital for another few weeks recovering, but that the recovery definitely didn't stop there. Like when I came home, it was pretty rough for pretty much the first like year and mm-hmm. a half out of recovery. When I went home, like I was still super, super weak. And the reasons was I couldn't stomach food. Like I remember sitting in the hospital and the TV was on, you know, sometimes I'd be watching mm-hmm. TV and food commercials would come on and I would literally have to turn it off because that's how mm-hmm. nauseous it made me just looking at the food, like my favorite foods that I always yeah. love to eat. Like, and I remember like the nurses always coming in and measuring how much food I ate and trying to force me to eat food. And I was literally just miserable. I was like, I cannot eat this. Like, I feel so sick. And I almost had to have a feeding tube, but I was like, no, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'll, I'll <laughs> yeah. be able to do it. So I yeah. like, would force myself to eat, you know? Yeah. But yeah, like when I came home, it was just, I remember my stepdad, he moved out of my, my mom's room because my mom was like, I want you to be sleeping with me. Like in case anything happens in the middle of the night, like yeah. I want to be here to help you. And so, like, my stepdad literally lived on the couch for two months because I was always, like, in bed with my mom. But it was just crazy. Like, having a bag, like, you had to clean it all the time, you know, empty it. Yeah. It was just, like, a big, a big, I don't want to say handicap, but it was just a big obstacle. Yeah. And eventually when I, like, built up enough energy that I thought I wanted to go back in school. Because, mind you, this is my senior year of high school, Mm -hmm. and I was – you know, worried that, you know, my grades wouldn't be up for applying to schools and whatnot. And so I went back to school and I had my bag, but I was luckily able to hide it from like all of my peers. My only my closest friends and my boyfriend at the time knew about it. And I because I didn't want anyone to know I was I thought like it was the weirdest thing. And yeah, uh, two months later, so I got the bag removed, and that was great. I literally, by the two months, by when the two months was over that I had the bag, I was so ready to be done with it. Like, oh, I bet. <laughs> leakages, spillages in the middle of the night, it bursting all over. And oh, god! It was just, it was, like, such a pain in the butt, but. Oh, yeah. Like, once I went and got my reversal surgery, that only, that recovery only took a few weeks because it was just, like, stitching up the holing. And then, at that point, it was going home and learning to go to the bathroom normally again and, like, having a normal digestive system and that in itself was another huge issue um, because I was still going to the bathroom a lot because, 
so your large intestine absorbs like 75 to 80% of the um, liquids in your body when you're digesting uh-huh. food. And so without, without your large intestine, your, your stools are very liquidy. Okay. And so that um, induced a lot, a lot of visits to the, ba- to the bathroom. Yeah. And which was literally still preventing me from gaining weight, from having wow. any energy whatsoever. Yeah. And so we finally went back and started seeing my holistic doctors again. And at this time, I, I still had to be seeing my Ann Arbor doctors, which because they did the surgery. And yeah. I had to keep coming back for, you know, post-op visits and whatnot. Right. And they, you know, continued to tell me that it's fine. Like, you can eat whatever. Just stick away from raw fruits and veggies. Stick away from seeds. Stick away from red meat. So they were telling me all these things that now are staple foods in my diet that I would never remove from right. my diet. Those doctors were literally telling me to avoid that. But so my holistic doctors were, you know, the opposite. You need those foods to fuel your body and to thrive. Like that's what our bodies need, like the nutrients and stuff, not just easy, you know, bread yeah. and applesauce and stuff like that. I don't know. So I started seeing my holistic doctors again, and they put me on diets where I was staying away from conventional meat and dairy, and dairy really in general I was staying away from for a really long time. Um, Sugar, I cut it out completely. Um, What else? Gluten, 100% cut it out. And after, you know, I want to say like four or five months of seeing these doctors and being on like the whole whole foods diet, mm-hmm. basically, I still was being careful about raw fruit or raw veggies because a lot of them can be irritating to the digestive right. system. So, but I was still eating them. I still yeah. needed them. Um, so I was, you know, just eating them cooked and whatnot. But that's when I really started to feel myself again and started to gain strength to like do other things. Like at this time, like through my recovery, I didn't do anything like socially. Like I. I didn't go to parties with my friends. I didn't go out to football games and stuff. I just, I literally had no energy mm-hmm. and no desire. And it was so unlike me. Like, I'm totally a people person. Like, I love yeah. being around my friends. I, I, like, joke all the time. I used to have the biggest, the biggest case of FOMO. Like, <laughs> what, if my friends were hanging out, like, I had to be yeah. there or else I was, like, freaking out. Like, okay, no, I have to be there. Yeah. But, like, so my mom, you know, and my parents were worried about me. They were like, this is not you. Like, you don't ever want to just sit home and whatnot. But that's when I really started to, like, become myself again and get more energy and gain more strength. And I owe it all to my holistic doctors because I, I really didn't ever consider consider it, like, before I had this issue. Yeah. And honestly, I don't think I would have if that never happened to me. You know, like I, I don't think I ever would have gotten into the whole healing body through nutrition, but yeah. the fact that it happened to me personally, it's just like, okay, like it, this is real. Like it's totally, totally real. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You've lived so much life for a 21 year old. I feel like you've been through so much. Oh, that's I crazy. I know. I mean, that's what like people say, but like in looking back now, it's just, it's crazy to me because I feel better now, like stronger, more energized, happier than I ever did before I even had osteoclitis, you know, like in my young teens and whatnot. Like I just, it's crazy, like how much nutrition and proper diet can like help you, like your quality of life in general. Oh, that's so cool. 
that's really cool how your story has changed and like given you this platform and all these all these things so it's really cool and I want to talk more about kind of your diet or lifestyle of eating and also exercise for you because just the little bit that we have talked I'm really interested to like hear what you think and kind of how you handle those but just for everybody that's listening in case they haven't really heard of or use any kind of like holistic doctors or anything can you kind of describe like or even you said you study integrative medicine and your your handle is intuitive living can you talk about kind of what those things mean for you yeah yeah so like a holistic doctor you know focuses on healing the body through natural means and using the least invasive treatments as possible Mm -hmm. so they, you know, naturopathic doctors are medical doctors. They're, I mean, they're not medical doctors, but they still go through the same four-year training plus the additional holistic aspect of healing. So they they are licensed to prescribe medications. They they study all the same things that medical doctors do. So they do, um, they are able to pre- prescribe medications and stuff, but that's usually their last right. source. They want, um, they believe that the body was made to heal itself, which I fully believe. And it's just, we need to give the means to do that. If there's some imbalance in our body, there's something wrong. Um, we, we shouldn't give it a drug to make some system in your body do something that it wasn't meant to do. Um, we should fuel it with things like herbs and supplements, nutrition, stress management, things that are going to move those imbalances to allow your body to start healing itself because our bodies do heal itself. It's truly amazing. Like you just think about when you get a cut on your arm, you don't really have to do anything for it. You, you just trust that your body is going to, you know, scab it up and eventually mm-hmm. heal it through time. And that's the same way with any other disease process in our bodies. And that's kind of like the basis of what I study in integrative medicine and that's basically what I've learned from my holistic doctors. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. Um, and yeah, they are real doctors, right? <laughs> I, right. Yeah. I remember so when I would go to the naturopath, um, people would be like, Really? Like that's just like it sounds like you're in the back of somebody's like V dub van and like <laughs> Exactly. No. So there is yes, there is a distinction, um, especially now since you know, integrative and holistic medicine is becoming a more popular topic. Mm -hmm. There are like a lot of schools, you know, that offer, like I say, quote unquote, naturopaths, they call themselves naturopaths. But um, really, those might be just like a certification in holistic medicine, they just take courses for a few years and whatnot. But yeah, if you have the letters ND after your name, naturopathic doctor, you're you're just as qualified as a medical doctor in every right. area, plus right. more, plus the yeah. natural stuff. Oh, that's cool. Okay, that's good to know. Okay, yeah. so let's talk about food first, since that's kind of been what you're talking about so far. So how did, how would you describe your, like, the way that you eat, and how did that start changing, like, over the past couple of years? Yeah, so the way I eat now is similar to the way I was eating right out of recovery from Uh my surgery and whatnot, because that's the way I feel best. So I eat gluten-free 99% of the time, pretty much dairy-free, but I I do eat the occasional 
feta cheese, organic, or grass-fed butter, but it is pretty seldom just because sometimes that does cause a little di- yeah. um, digestive discomfort for me just because yeah. my body's so not used to it anymore. Sugar, like refined sugar, that's one thing yeah. I try to avoid, like the plague, just because sugar is so highly inflammatory and that's the basis of what my yeah. disease was, is inflammation. And so eating anything like that kind of gets me uneasy. Like I, I would not want to cause any discomfort that, you know, would upset right. what I have going for me now. That's basically, yeah, that's basically the meat, like the reason I eat the way I do is because like, I don't want to compromise and I don't want to feel less than I do right now. Like I don't want to feel less energized and, you know, not as good right. as I know I can feel when I'm eating whole, whole foods, a lots of fruits and veggies. Mm-hmm. I eat chicken, like lean organic chicken and fish um, and things like that. I do eat occasionally like red meat, grass-fed beef. But basically I would say my, my lifestyle is probably like 85% plant-based yep. and that's that's something I'm really comfortable with. I do, like I said, I still do stick away from gluten 99% of the time, but I don't look at food like the way I used to as, I don't know, I guess when I went into college, I kind of just, you know, that's when I started having like kind of typical issues that a lot of younger girls face, you know, with body image. I went to a huge university that had, you know, thousands of really pretty, really skinny girls. And I -hmm. remember just really feeling not like good about myself and good about my body. And I remember my, my freshman year and going into my sophomore year, like I would restrict certain foods because they were, yeah. you know, seen as unhealthy fat foods or foods that are going to make you gain weight. Yeah. And so that's the reason I was avoiding food at that time. And it created this like unease in me and like this not like, I don't know, like almost this hypersensitive, hyper aware hyper awareness of like what I was eating and what everyone else was eating all the time. And that's like all I thought about Mm -hmm. for like a really long time. And that's like not a fun place to be at all. And I know a lot of girls, especially like being on this Instagram handle, like you see their testimonies and whatnot, and you can see the other girls speak to this kind of thing. And it's sadly just the way kind of our society Mm -hmm. has made us think about body image and what it means to be pretty or you know, being healthy and whatnot. So, but once I got over that and it wasn't just an overnight thing, you know, it wasn't just that, okay, I'm, I'm, I don't have body image issues anymore, but it was really when I started going into getting into yoga Mm -hmm. that I really started to change my attitude about those sort of things all through like, like my freshman year of college, I had a personal trainer. I was working out like six days a week, like super hard was definitely not eating enough food and it was it was just like draining like mentally draining physically draining Mm -hmm. I was not happy and I was always just focused on what do I look like what is what am I eating next like when am I eating next because I was always hungry because I was under eating and it like so was not worth it and I remember just always being like okay if I don't go to the gym like I'm gonna feel so guilty I'm gonna literally be in my own head all night and so that, that would be my motivation of going to the gym. Like literally it was torture for me. Like I dreaded going to the gym, dreaded, you know, I'd sit in my car for like three minutes and be like, oh my gosh, like I do not want to go in there right now. 
So I remember my mom like was always nagging me about coming to yoga with her to her little yoga studio here in Fenton. Yeah. And I was always like had the attitude that yoga wasn't hard enough or I wasn't, you know, cut out for yoga because I, I mean, as a young kid, I was diagnosed with ADHD. I wouldn't say yeah. that I have it now just because, you know, I'm, I can like <laughs> control my thoughts and whatnot. But when I was younger, I definitely had some issues. And so I was like, yoga is just not something I could do. Like I cannot just mm-hmm. sit there and think and breathe and all the stuff that like I thought went along with yoga. But once my mom finally like convinced me to go, like the first class, I was kind of skeptical. I was like, um, I don't really know how I like this because you would not believe how unflexible I was when I started yoga. Like I did, it's so crazy because I did sports all my life. I did basketball, volleyball, lacrosse in high school. <laughs> and I was so inflexible. I could not, I probably couldn't even reach past my shins to try to touch my toes. That's how unflexible I was. And so, you know, going into mm-hmm. yoga class and that's, people's first fear is like oh I'm not flexible enough to do yoga but like that's the reason you do yoga and like that's what I finally started to realize and like yoga started helping me so much mentally because it wasn't about you know looking good all the time you know I wasn't focused on is this pose hard enough for me am I building muscle right now I was focused on my breath and like how I was feeling and like what it was doing for me mentally And specifically, it's the yoga I practice is Christian yoga. So it was just like a double whammy. And it was like super, super good for me at the time. Like I was still having, you know, issues. And my yoga instructor is amazing. Like all of them really there. And it just like kept kept pulling me back. Like, Mm -hmm. and I was just like, this is so weird. Like, why am I drawn to this? Like, this is so not something that I would ever see myself doing. But, like, I just kept getting more and more into it. And it's crazy yeah. how much, like, yoga changed my day-to-day life, not just, like, you know, my physical, you know, working out life. When you go into yoga, I mean, at least now, it's it definitely wasn't the first few classes. But, like, it's just, like, you leave with a peace of mind that you can, you know, carry off your mat and take with you into the day. And, like, Mm -hmm. I was finding myself being so much more calm in certain situations, being so much more aware of my thoughts and what I was thinking on, you know, because it, like, really just makes you focus inward. Like, I remember if I used to, like, drop my phone or if I stubbed my toe or something, I was, like, someone who would, like, get mad at that. I'd be like, oh, my gosh, like, like, (laughs) gosh, like, get so mad, like. And, like, after I started a few classes of yoga, I remember I, like, dropped my phone and cracked the screen. And usually I would have been, like, that would have ruined my day probably. And I literally, I just stood there. I took a deep breath and I exhaled and I was, like, it's okay. This doesn't affect you. Like, it's a phone screen. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, it has no real purpose in your life. And it was just like a real eye opener for me. I was like, wow, like this is really starting to have a positive effect on my life. And so that, you know, it just kept drawing me in, drawing me in. And now if I, you know, if I don't go or if I don't, if I go like four days without doing yoga, I'm like, okay, you need to get back into yoga. Like I can tell I'm starting to get a little more flustered. I'm, you know, I'm rushing through life. I'm not being as aware and that's just a really good thing for me. Like I need now, like 
how much I love yoga. Like, I yeah. need, need yoga. Like, I couldn't yeah. not do it. And, like, I – it's crazy. Like, I haven't been to the gym in I don't even know how long. I don't really work out anymore. I just do yoga. And some people, you know, like to do a lot of things, and that's awesome. Totally, like, switching it up and stuff. But for me, it's, like, yoga is, like, it. Like, I love – I could just love yeah, yoga. <laughs> that's really cool. And do you feel like you still get the, I guess, like the cardio or like, you know what I mean? Like the exercise, exercise yeah. that you need? Because obviously it's good for you mentally, yeah. but is it like still just as good for you if you're using it to replace like cardio or weights or whatever? Yeah. So like, like I said, when I was seeing a physical trainer in um, like my freshman and sophomore year of college, by no means was I fat. I would never like consider myself fat, but I definitely was thicker and had a little more punch than I do now for sure. And, um, obviously most of that is probably contributed to my diet and the way I eat, but no, like yoga, I guess it depends on the studio and on this specific instructor, but like my, one of my favorite instructors at our studio, her name's Chelsea. She's literally like she's she's also a kickboxing instructor, so she is literally <laughs> like ripped, and she's her classes are hard. Like oh, I mean, yeah. I'm dripping sweat in every single class, and she also she like she teases a power vinyasa class. I went to it on Tuesday, and we did six minutes of jumping jacks. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so it's like that's that's the thing. Like if you're gonna get into yoga, I definitely think cardio is a very important thing for heart health, for you know mental health. So that like having those classes like three times a week is like awesome. But a lot of, you know, yoga studios don't have the really high intensity classes. But if the studio didn't have those classes, I don't know if it would be enough physically. But no, definitely, definitely where I'm at is enough because I'm I'm stronger now than I ever have been like ever was when I was lifting, you know, dumbbells every day and squatting and stuff like that, like. It's just, and it's a different kind of strength, I feel like. Like, yoga is more, I mean, it's definitely, you know, you can lift weights and blah, 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 but it's like endurance strength. Like, you can hold, it teaches you to, like, hold the poses and, like, you know, let yourself be uncomfortable and, like, let yourself just breathe through the discomfort and stuff like that. But yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. it's definitely enough for me, I would say. Yeah. Well, and it's like if I mean, if someone was really looking to balance it, they could still do cardio a couple times a week and a yoga a couple times a week. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, I have a lot more questions about yoga, but I want to go back to what you were saying about your food lifestyle for a second. Um because one yeah. thing that one thing that I have kind of noticed about you is that you don't have like a label of like this diet or this is how I eat or whatever. And for example, plant-based eating, I I would love to just be like, yeah, I'm a vegan, but I'm totally not. Even though probably like 60, 70% of my diet is vegan or plant-based, but it's, it's a very hard transition. Like it's taken me a long time to get to this point and it'll take longer to like get further. But also, I feel like you kind of said like the 80-20 lifestyle or whatever, because it's it's just like a hard transition to make, but you don't have to have that label necessarily. Right. So yeah, like I don't consider myself, you know, paleo, keto, definitely not. Paleo probably would be the closest 
representation, but not even yeah. because I eat, you know, I eat oatmeal, I eat quinoa, yeah, um, and I eat the occasional dairy. So it's not like I restrict myself. Like I used to think, you know, if I ate one piece of bread, like oh my gosh, you're gonna gain weight. Yeah, like, and like I so do not have that train of thought anymore. Like when I go to football tailgates, I will, I'll have fun with my friends. I'll eat the yummy food. It's just like I don't go overboard now. Like. I don't, you know, I, I know how to control it and, yeah. you know, be in, smart about it. But I don't know. I just think we sh- we need it. I don't know. Intuitive living, like, that's that's my prof- like my handle name because my eating prior to, like, all of this happening to me was the opposite of intuitive. Yeah. Like, if I was hungry, my body was telling me I was hungry, I didn't care. I was, you know, I would ignore those those cravings and I would just, like, restrict myself. But now, like, when I'm hungry, I eat. When I'm full, I stop eating. You know, I respect the fact that I'm full, so I will stop eating when I'm full. But if I crave something, like, if I want a sweets, you know, I'm going to eat sweets. Like, I have – and that's that's what I love about, like, this Instagram community and stuff. It's, like, there's so much inspiration out there and how to make, you know, your favorite things healthy. And it's not, like – it's not the fact that, okay, I want to make this, you know, I love Oreos and I want to make a healthy Oreo because I don't want the calories in the Oreo. It's because that Oreo will make me feel like crap and I want to feel good. So it's like having these healthy alternatives is so awesome because it's like, okay, I can be eating my favorite foods and Mm -hmm. still feeling great at the same time. That's just how, how my like diet has evolved and stuff. I trust myself now enough to know to know what my body needs. Like, like I can tell, like when I go to Michigan state for the weekend and hang out with my friends and I'm eating, you know, food that I don't normally eat, I can immediately tell drops and drops in energy drops in focus. I just don't feel as well overall, but like eating the way I do just has made me feel so good that I'm like, okay, you'd be stupid not to eat this way anymore, you know? Right. Like, I am, I would consider myself 80, 20, like, plant-based. But that's not because I think vegan, being vegan is a super good option. Um, I do think it is a good option for a lot of people. And if you, like, thrive and you feel really good on the diet and you don't have any major nutrient deficiencies, then that's awesome. Like, definitely do that. But for me personally, I know that, a completely plant-based lifestyle would probably just not be sustainable for my activity level and the foods I can and can't mm-hmm. eat. I need, you know, protein. I, I thrive off like a high, higher protein diet. Like I feel much better when I'm eating really good quality meat sources. And obviously there are ways to get, you know, your protein through a plant-based diet, but that's just not, you know, something I guess I think that right. I need to do. Like, I definitely crave, you know, yeah. chicken and stuff, too. Like, I crave meat a lot. And so if, if my body, like, wants that, I'm right. going to honor that and give it, yeah, give it totally. what it wants. So do you think that kind of thinking about the way that you eat very clean and a lot of plant-based, do you think that that's feasible for everyone? Like, I especially imagine what it's like for you as a college student and someone who's like around a lot of people your age that are probably watching how you eat and thinking like, yeah, I would never do that. So do you feel like it's something that everybody could do? Everybody should do like, and how, yeah, how feasible is it? Yeah. So 
I mean, it's definitely not like, okay, you need to eat like this. I totally yeah. used, I'm not going to lie, I used to be like a food police, basically. Like when I, yeah. you know, was first starting to learn really about nutrition and how much it affects your body, I would, you know, make comments to my parents like about what they're eating. Like, you know, this is yeah. good for you, blah, blah, blah. But I really have tried to step away from that because I do believe that if you feel good in the way you're eating and you're eating pretty healthy for the most part, like that's cool. You do you, like you keep doing that. But yeah, there's just so many people, especially like these days, there's so many increasing instances of inflammatory bowel, not even IBD, but like IBS even just yeah. having an irritable bowel syndrome. Like it's such a common thing these days. And it's like, okay, why? Why are we just now seeing a rise in these digestive issues? And I truly believe that it's 100% linked to the way we're eating and the foods we're eating. I think that it is feasible because like I said, I was a carb and sugar-aholic. Like I was, that's all I ate. Like I didn't really like fruits and vegetables. I mean, I did. I wasn't like one of those kids who would never eat it, but I would definitely rather have a piece of pizza, you know? Yeah. And making the transition was definitely hard because I wasn't really looking for how do I make this meal the same just with healthy ingredients like I kind of do now. Like that's what I do. I was looking for alternatives like packaged alternatives like gluten-free things and blah, 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 which are not always the tastiest or the healthiest if we're being honest. And so that's I feel like that's the mindset that a lot of people have when they think of you know, gluten-free and refined sugar-free because they're so used to eating, you know, foods they buy at Walmart, like easy snack foods and stuff. All those, you know, have all those like ingredients in it. But once you start, I feel like once you start eating right, like in eliminating some junkier foods from your diet and you start noticing like differences Mm -hmm. in the way you feel, it's like so worth it. And I feel like if any, everyone could just get themselves to try it for, you know, a few weeks that, yeah, I, I do think it's feasible for everyone because you, you get excited about it. Like you get up out of bed and you're like, I feel great. Like, wow. Like, what is this? Like, why do I have so much energy? And it's, it's, that's what it is. It's, it's your body, like thanking you for the nutrients you're providing it. And it is definitely, easier to run to the McDonald's drive through and grab a sandwich before class than it is making a smoothie bowl and, you know, yeah. making it all fancy and whatnot. But yeah. that's not how healthy eating has to be. Like, we know this now, like, especially like being on this Instagram handle, like I knew it before then. But now I'm like, oh my gosh, like anyone and everyone can do this. Like the food, you can make delicious food that tastes just as good as your conventional options. Half of it doesn't even take as long. Like it looks time consuming, but once you like just get in the kitchen, you do it, you're like, okay, I guess this doesn't take as long. And like, that's where like meal prep is a huge thing. Like if you just take a few hours out of like one day to just sit and cook a bunch of food, chop a bunch of veggies and fruits and get them all, you know, organized, then you're coming home and you have these healthy options to eat already. You don't have, you know, it's already waiting in the fridge, even though you're going to be late for your class, you can grab those veggies that you already had cut up. So like for those reasons, I just, I just, I do think it's possible for everyone, but I just, I don't think 
people have the motivation or they just they hear that and they're like okay yeah you say it's easy but it's really not gonna be like it's gonna be hard but I feel like if people would just like give it a chance then they would see like okay wow this is really not as hard as I thought it was yeah and I feel like it's gonna take just like anything well it'll take a little bit of work on the front end to like do your research and figure out what really is healthy like what really is clean eating and then like you said the prep work like that is I agree with you that's so key just like if you don't bring something for you to eat at lunch while you're at work you're gonna go get fast food or whatever like it's not gonna be good you know right so just that prep like my husband will make smoothies and when he makes them he'll make like seven at once (laughs) and then we just drink them through the week because I don't have time to like get up in the morning before work or I shouldn't say I don't have time I don't have motivation to get up early to do that (laughs) right I mean yes and that's the thing like if your body needs sleep you need to sleep yeah and like that's the thing like you want to have time like I understand that baking and cooking isn't everyone's passion yeah you know like I thoroughly enjoy doing it so it's easier said than done I guess it's easy for me to say it's going to be easy for you but for people who you know don't enjoy cooking yeah it might be more arduous task right but like you said that's where meal, meal prep is key yeah because like I don't know making one meal in a night could take you just as long as meal prepping for the entire right. week would Because you're making the same amount of mess, you know, you're using the same appliances and whatnot. It's just you don't have to get everything out and clean everything up every single day. Yeah, totally. And there are fast things that are healthy. Like, it's not – it doesn't all require a ton of work. Like, I know, well, like, on nights that we're desperate and, you know, in a pinch, like – avocado toast or or just something really simple like that like that takes three minutes to make or I get frozen veggie burgers at the store and I make sure they're clean like they don't have any bad ingredients and and then I'll just heat those up sometimes and that's our dinner and eat them with avocado on a on a nice bun and not that that's obviously good to do all the time but you have to find like your ways to of you know when you are in a pinch what are you gonna do no that I totally agree and like now like even Walmart, Walmart, Meyer, like they're starting to take such big steps in carrying healthier yeah. products. Like I'm so surprised to see, you know, purely Elizabeth granola right. in on Walmart shelves. That's awesome. And it's like so hopeful because it's like people think that, you know, they can't find healthy options. They don't really know where to look. But And that's, that's a whole nother issue is mm-hmm. people just don't know people don't know what's healthy and what's not they don't know that this garden of life protein bar versus this you know I don't want to throw any brands under the bus but you know just a crappy protein bar filled with a bunch of junk they don't realize how big of a difference the two can have on their health and because they're both Mm -hmm. protein bars you know but it's just that being educated part and that's where people if you if you want to be like serious about your health it is something you definitely have to take into your own hands because there's so yeah. much information out there, like so much controversy about certain health topics, what's healthy, uh-huh. what's not. So it really does take some digging deeper. But I mean, when it comes right. to your health, it's so worth it because, you know, health is a huge part of your life. Yeah, totally. So I feel like we've kind of been addressing some stereotypes that people might have already about clean eating, but are there any others that you encounter regularly that you would want to address? 
Um, yeah. I mean, like, as far as, like, the gluten one, that's, I guess that's one. People, I remember uh, my professor, one of my professors brought it up in class and kind of just as a discussion topic, kind of wanted to see everyone's opinions. And she asked, so what are your guys' opinions on the gluten-free kind of lifestyle? Mm -hmm. Like, do you think this is actually, like, supported by science? Do you think this is a real, this is a real issue? Or do you think it's more of a you know, a trend, like, oh, gluten-free, you know, carbs. I want to stay away from the carbs and blah, blah, blah. And that's kind of, I mean, yeah, foods with gluten usually are, like, higher carb and higher glycemic index, but that's not the real issue that gluten Mm -hmm. imposes. Gluten, there's several, several studies out there. They're not hard to find either if you, like, want to, you know, go and see it. Like, when people ask me, like, People ask, so why are you gluten-free? And I'll tell them, like, because I've done my own research and I've read the studies, so I've, I've made a judgment call for myself based on that, that I just would rather not have that in my diet. Like, the proteins found in gluten are highly inflammatory because they, like, increase the production of our body's mm-hmm. innate immune response. It's just, it's a proven fact. They increase a protein called zonulin, which is independently responsible for loosening the tight junctions in the cell walls of our gut. And we all know, I mean, not we all know, but it's becoming a more prevalent topic, Mm -hmm. a disease called leaky gut syndrome. And that's exactly what proteins like zonulin do is, you know, loosen those tight junctions in our gut lining, which allows for substances like gluten and other toxic chemicals into our bloodstream that were never supposed to be there. And once, you know, these things can get into our bloodstream, that can cause a whole host of other problems like autoimmune diseases. And it's just, I don't know. I just think a lot of people think of gluten-free and they're like, oh, gluten-free. Yeah. Like, I, I remember, like, when I first went gluten-free, like, you know, there's, like, memes and GIFs made, like, funny ones. And, like, my friends would, like, send me stuff like that. Like, oh, I'm gluten-free. Yeah. And, like, all this stuff. Like, okay, it's not, like, a fad. Like, I'm not doing it because, like, I think it's cool and I think people will be like, oh, like she eats super healthy. It's because like I've just like made a judgment call for myself and I just I think that my body is better off without it. So that's I don't know. That's like one fad, I guess, that is super like prevalent, especially like on this Instagram handle, too. Like I I see some accounts like say like, oh, I'm eating gluten like someone's going to like head's going to explode and. Kind of like just mocking, I don't know, the fact that, you know, that fad, but there is science behind it. Like, it's not just because gluten's high in carbs. It can actually cause some issues. Oh, that's interesting. That's good to know because that is really, I don't want to say controversial, but it's one that people love to debate. So, yeah, that's good to know. No, totally. Okay, so what advice do you have for people that are listening and are like, okay, I want to try to start eating healthy like start transitioning I know I haven't been eating clean or or like I've been focused too much on like diet and losing weight and not enough on actual health um what advice would you have for those people and where should they start with that yeah so I mean when I first started one of the biggest things honestly was following these healthy food Instagram accounts for motivation and for inspiration. I remember before I ever created this account, I was half of the people I followed were these food accounts. Because, you know, when you're looking at that healthy food all day and you're like, oh my gosh, like that looks so good. 
you're obviously more inclined to try to make it yourself or get something healthy, you know? So I would say that's like a huge step. Also, just not worrying like calories. Calories is a huge, not a fad. Obviously, that's scientifically proven. If you eat a huge excess of calories, you will gain weight. But calories should not, I don't believe in counting calories whatsoever. Like I have no idea how many calories I eat in a given day. I just, like I said, I, I eat when I'm hungry and I stop when I'm full. I trust that my body knows what it needs and um, I'm just kind of at peace with that. Right. I super, super highly recommend girls to not freak out about how many calories something has because just because something's low calorie does not mean it's healthy. Like there yeah. could be ingredients in something that is, you know, having effects on your hormones, which controls, you know, the way you lose weight. So it's just, a, like I said, just educating about what's good and what's not. And the first step in that is following people, like, who are really into it and who really have a passion for it. And, like, even reaching out to people. Like, me, like, I love when my followers message me with questions. It's just, like, that's awesome. Yeah. Am I really, like, inspiring you to eat better? Like, that's my whole purpose for this anyway. Yeah. So, like, reaching out, asking questions – getting online, doing your research, those kind of things. Yeah, that's really good advice. That's I agree. That's a cool place to start. And like you said, the pictures, they help so much because, like <laughs> I said, your feed is so beautiful and it's all food. Like it's all this beautiful, these beautiful meals. And I'm like, oh, that's so pretty. I want to eat that. <laughs> so, so, yeah, yeah I mean – I mean, we are just, that's how we are as humans. Like we are inclined to pretty things, like things that look great. So like making healthy food look like that, like it's just a double whammy because it's like, okay, this looks good, tastes good, and it's making me feel really good. For sure. Yeah. That's really good advice. I like that. Okay. So let's go back to talking more about yoga because this is something that was super interesting to me just when we were talking before and I was like, oh, okay. And we hardly, we didn't even actually speak. We were just emailing and I was like, I should try yoga. (laughs) And I want to hear more about it because I've totally fallen into, and I bet a lot of people can relate, a, a lot of the ways that you felt starting out of like, okay, I'm really not flexible at all. Like I suck at endurance. I'm going to be so embarrassed, like setting foot in one of these classes, but but I'm really intrigued because I love kind of what you've described of the mental benefits, but also the physical benefits of like being able to maybe cut back a little on weightlifting and do yoga instead. So can you talk maybe about like, do you think it's something that everybody should try? Like, do you think it is for everybody? And like, where do beginners start with that? Yeah, so to answer the, that question, yes. Like, I do think yoga is for everyone. And maybe maybe not in the specific way. Like, you know, an older man, he can benefit from yoga in his physical body. Whereas me, you know, I benefit in my physical body, but also in my mental health. But then, mm-hmm. you know, there might be a woman who is kind of handicapped. She can't do a lot of poses, but the mindfulness and the meditation aspect really help her mental health. So I think there's just like so many different aspects that everyone can literally everyone can benefit from it. Yeah. And like how you said, like, you know, it can be intimidating. It definitely is like, especially when you're like as unflexible as I was like, yeah, like I said, I'm not kidding. I was so unflexible. 
And like I would consider myself a relatively competitive person. Yeah. And so going into a place and putting myself into a situation where I was completely lost and clueless and looked so uncoordinated, so un, you know, adapted, it wasn't comfortable for me at sure. first. Totally. Not gonna lie. But after a few classes and after I continued going, you start to realize that nobody there is concerned about you. It's crazy. Like now in my practice, I do not look at another person during the class. And if I do, it's like subconsciously, like I'm not looking at them. I'm just like, you know, I'm so focused on the internal that you don't care what anyone else looks like. And it's like, it's so exciting for me. Like when new people come into the studio, I'll be like, hi, like, what's your name? Have you ever done yoga? And they're like, no, this is my first time. Like, I'm really nervous. And I love that because I can just say like, no, like you are definitely in the right place. Like I was in your shoes. Like it's so exciting because you're about to embark on something that's so awesome. Like, I just know you're going to love it. And once you start like going, it's so cool because after a few times you start to see improvements and it's so like encouraging. Like if I had, I not like started to see improvements right right away I probably would have given up just because I'm so competitive and I would have been like no this is stupid like I'm not good at it so I'm uh-huh. not gonna do it but as I like started doing it and going more I like craved it even when I wasn't in class so like when I was at home I was like I want to do this pose like I want to get better at this pose so I'm I'm gonna practice me for me personally like getting myself to work out at home is really hard, but not with yoga. I always want to do yoga. Like, and even if I don't want to do it, and if I'm like super, like just ugh, like, I don't want to do yoga. I want to just like mm-hmm. sit, do nothing. I will just get myself to do it because I know I'm going to feel so much better after I do it. Right. It's just like so encouraging. Like you literally see improvements every time. So it's like, this is crazy. Like, I know it's been a, like, I would say it's been a little over a year since I started doing yoga. How far I've come in my practice is, yeah. it's just, it's really encouraging. It's like crazy to look back and see, you know, I couldn't touch my toes then. And, you know, now I can kiss my ankles. Like, yeah. It's, and it's just been a year. I know it sounds like a long time, but like, right. really not. No, like, I don't not. do it every single day you know? I would have assumed you did it a lot longer than that honestly. yeah so no it's like you you see improvements so quickly and it's not just because you're going three times a week it's because like you're like okay like this is really cool like I want I feel like doing it now like when I'm at home because once you start like moving your body in the ways that you move in yoga your body just craves it I feel like mm-hmm. I constantly find myself in class like I'm rolling my neck I'm twisting my back I'm literally lifting my feet off the ground and putting them on my you know to stretch out my glutes like I just always crave stretching now and it's awesome because it like feels so good yeah yeah so I think like I I don't know I don't want to say it's for everyone everyone in that aspect because some people you know might go for three weeks and just not maybe not have a knack for it not like it but I've, I've honestly never really met someone who's done it for more than like three weeks that doesn't absolutely love it for one reason or another. Right. Okay, that's cool. Well, I am excited because I did email a girl that does yoga classes in my area. So 
Hopefully this month I'm going to go to my first class. So oh I'm my excited. gosh, you've never done it? That's awesome. No, I've never done it. I mean, honestly, I there were at least two different times in the past like five years that I tried, but I was like, I'm going to DIY and just watch YouTube videos. And then <laughs> after like I mean, one YouTube video, I was like, nope, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was going to say like that even when I can't make it to a class and whatnot, like I really do like practicing on my own and just kind of like intuitively letting my body lead lead me to where it wants to go next. But sometimes I do like want an actual like good hard workout. So I will like look up um, YouTubers. Like there's a few I like. Boho Beautiful. She's one. She's really, really good though. So I wouldn't. She has or like beginners classes. Right. But for someone just starting out, I probably wouldn't recommend right. that one. Yeah. But yeah, I like it's totally different like doing it on your computer because like once you're there in the studio, yeah. like it's just a whole different Oh totally. Know, yeah. Thing. Yeah. No, I believe it. Okay, what are some stereotypes about doing yoga or people that do yoga that you would want to address? So yeah, like like I had mentioned, my yoga studio is a Christian yoga studio. Uh-huh. And the instructors are all Christian, obviously, and how they go about their practice is kind of just connecting, connecting with God throughout your practice instead of like focusing on yourself or like any other spiritual entity, I guess, if you want to call it. A lot of people, I feel like, think yoga is like some really secular practice. Like, okay, you're doing yoga, you're like talking to spirits or like you're like worshiping other gods I definitely remember when I told um, my parents my parents go to a Catholic church I used to go to a Catholic church but now I just go to a Uh non-denominational one but I remember a lot of people in the Catholic church were kind of really skeptical about yoga just because they think it's like connecting to this other world like you're meditating on things that aren't God yeah but but like this studio that it doesn't have to be that way like this one is totally totally over the top Jesus lovers like it's awesome like they read from the Bible throughout the practice play like worship music it's really cool so you're just like connecting with God the whole time instead of like focusing on you know other I don't know spiritual entities Like, I go to other studios, like, for sure. I'm not against, like, secular yoga studios because that definitely is a thing. Like, there are um, studios that try to, like, channel inner, you know, energies and kind of just other secular ideas that I don't really understand. But, like, it doesn't have to be like that. So even when I go to those places and, like, I can tell what they're trying to get at and maybe other people are thinking differently, but... From what I have instilled, you know, in my own heart, I don't focus on that kind of thing. Like when I do yoga, it's it's me and my mat and it's me and God. Like that's what I'm focused on the whole time. Like it, it totally does not have to be this super spiritual, scary, sure, secular yeah. thing. Yeah, and I would say there's probably people too that wouldn't consider themselves spiritual in any way really. And I'm sure there are classes too where it's like not – whether it's – it maybe it's not – Christian and it's not like the other type of spiritual yoga experience either like it they probably have classes where it's just like kind of more focusing on mental health or whatever I don't know how you would phrase that but but it's like it doesn't have to be like a really deep spiritual experience if you don't want it to be I'm sure 
No, right. Like, no, I've totally been to yoga studios where it's, they're really more focused on the physical aspect. You know, they're, right. they're, they're just kind of like instructors looking to, you know, help you become physically stronger, which that's awesome. Yeah. yeah there's, there's places like that too. Um, I've definitely, yeah. so I'm not like against obviously going to any of those places, even if they are secular. Cause it's like, yeah, it just, it, you can make yoga whatever you want it to be. Yeah, definitely. So, okay, so I feel like probably if somebody's a beginner like me, like total noob, I feel like based on my experience with trying to teach myself off of YouTube, I've decided that the best place for me to start is probably in an actual classroom and like to try it out for a while, like give it a good faith effort. Like I told my husband, I was like, I'm going to try it for a whole year. He was like, wow, that's a big commitment. I was like, I know, but I feel like if I don't, then I won't, like if I don't give myself like a timeline I'll probably just flake out and be like no I'm not very good on it like I'm not going back (laughs) or whatever so so that's I feel like that's probably a really good place to start if like everybody can afford it and everything and I'm just gonna do it once a week to start out because I know it is you do have to pay obviously and and I'm gonna try to balance it with other forms of exercise but do you think that's like a reasonable place for people to start is in a classroom before like maybe just trying to do it on their own. Yeah, I definitely think that being in a class and just like being in the environment is a great place to start, Um, especially because when you go, a yoga instructor, you know, they're trained. They went through schooling. They're they're trained to help you learn the poses and do the poses right and be aligned correctly. I mean, there you can really get hurt in yoga if you if you don't know what you're doing, really. Sure. Like, you can, you know, just a tiny little adjustment in your knee placement could really make or break, you know, your experience with it. So I, I definitely think being there and like, you know, coming in saying I'm new, just getting rid of any, you know, nervousness, just open up and say, I mean, obviously there's still going to be nervousness, but that's what the instructors are there for. And they will help guide you, especially if they know it's your first class. Like I know specifically at my um, studio, if we have new students, like our instructors pull them aside for the first five minutes and they go through basically what they're going to be doing the whole time. Like tell them the cues like, OK, this is what you're going to do when I say this. Just look at me if you're lost and I'll come help you. So it's like really encouraging. Like yeah. they're there to help you. It's not, you know, you don't look stupid if you're the first like if it's your first time, no one is judging yeah. you. No one. Because everyone started there, you know? Right. Everyone has to start somewhere. So I definitely think being in a class would be the best place for people to start. Okay, cool. Okay, so is there anything else that we didn't talk about that you think people need to know or be thinking of when we talk about, like, the holistic health and kind of thinking about all aspects of healthy living, clean living, all that good stuff? Um. Yeah, I mean, like... I guess I didn't really address stress Uh management as much because that was a huge, I mean, I did definitely with yoga because that's a huge part of it, but like, I don't know, integrative medicine and like naturopathic doctors, a lot of people just don't believe in it per se. Like they just think, okay, like no medical doctors know what they're talking about. Like, it's fine if you have to take a pill, blah, blah, blah. Like all that other stuff is just hoopla and whatever, but it's, it's really not like, I just, I think that a lot of people just, I mean, but that's, that's the thing. It's, it is in the future. Like it's a huge thing in the future. Like so many more people are becoming interested in it and like learning about it. And I just think 
it's super hopeful to, like for the future of integrative medicine and stuff. But um, specifically, like they are super focused on stress management because stress can literally alter so many functions in your body and just like put so much, you know, heart, yeah. like heartache on your body, like more than we realize. And especially in today's society, like the world we live in, like we are hyper stressed, like people without even knowing it, like people are tensed at their desk and they have no idea, like or they're, you know, thinking about something that is super relevant that they don't need to be thinking about that's just stressing them out for no reason. And we're just, like, a go, go, go society all the time. And, like, I don't know. I feel like with integrative medicine and, like, I mean, a lot of, you know, not just integrative medicine, like yoga, like yoga instructors. And I just think that stress, like, is a huge issue that we need to, like, full on, like, full force face like in our lives head on because it's it's a huge huge issue and I feel like if your stress is under control like you can be at so like you can just be at peace like and it's not as hard as we think like to get our stress under control I don't know well that's a good point that makes sense (laughs) no it does I I mean like obviously I think that probably looks different for everybody but right but I think like you said, like yoga or whatever exercise and eating are such big parts of that, I feel like, especially because eating can be a big stressor for people. So if they can like figure out how to manage that better. I think that's totally. a huge part of it. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, that that definitely looks different for every person. But I think we covered like two really big parts of that stress management. So that's that's really good. Okay, so if you could pick one big message you wanted to leave people with today, what would you say? Hmm. I would say that um, living a healthy lifestyle isn't as hard as we make it out to be. Uh-huh. And it's really, it really is rewarding. Like, you might, like, some people might think, like, okay, like, blah, 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 yeah, you feel good, blah, blah, blah. I don't have time for that. But, like, it's it really is so important, like, for you know, the future of our health as well. Like what we eat now, what we're doing to take care of our bodies now is, you know, setting us up for what's in the future for our health. If we don't want, you know, family, you know, family diseases, like if something runs in your family or stuff like that, I just I just think that we all could really benefit from leading like a healthier lifestyle through nutrition. And it, it really just doesn't have to be as hard as, we make it out to be like, it can be so yummy, like so awesome. And once you start like seeing the benefits and you start really feeling a difference, it's, it's going to be hard to even go back to the old way of life, like living and eating because you're like, okay, why would I ever compromise what I have right now? So I would just say that like, it can be done. Like if I could do it, like seriously, I think anyone can do it because like I said, I was like obsessed with bad food. And here I am now, I, I look at bad food and I, I don't even want it. Like, I don't even crave it. And, like, I totally think that is possible yeah. for everyone. It's just really just taking that step and being like, okay, like, I'm going to do this for myself. I deserve it for my mental health, my physical health. Like, I owe it to myself to feel this good so I can, you know, thrive and show up for my friends and family and just, like, be the best version of myself because – Literally, if I didn't eat the way I did, I I wouldn't. Like, I wouldn't feel as good and I wouldn't 
you know, be as happy all the time. And it's just like, I mean, not all the time, obviously, but I just think that a overall healthy lifestyle is just crucial for everyone. Yes, I agree. I love it. Okay, so now I'm going to ask you a couple of fun questions. I don't want to keep you too long, but I want to hear more about your life and I'm sure everybody else does too. Um, Okay, how about, do you have anybody that you look up to as a role model? Yeah, I would definitely say my yoga instructor. Well, two of them really. Um, One, she's an older woman. She's not older by any means. She's 50, but um, (laughs) she's just so wise and is such like a woman of God. And I just, she helped me through so many things through this illness. She was always there for me, like always praying with me and for me. And she was just such a light in my life. But my other yoga instructor who I met more recently, her name's Chelsea and she's 27 and she's just literally I mean I don't like to use the word perfect because nobody's <laughs> perfect but if if I had to pick someone who's the closest to being perfect it would be her because uh-huh. she is just in every area of her life she's just so awesome like like I said she's so strong in her faith and she puts it first and she puts her family first she's a wife and a, a mother and she's just so like so good to her family and She's always, like, giving such encouraging messages in yoga that it's, like, okay, like, that's so true. Like, she opens my eyes to so many things. It's, like, and I that I carry that with me throughout my days and throughout my weeks. It's, like, not going in one ear and out the other. Like, what she says, like, is so, yeah. like, it hits home. She's awesome. And she's just so, like, happy and sweet all the time. And she's just, like, this energy bunny. Like, literally, like, just always full of energy and the way she like pushes you through class, but also says like, you know, if you need to take breaks, you do not need my permission. Like that is all up to you. But then on the other hand, she is like, okay, like you can push yourself. Like you can do this. And like, I don't know. I think it's so important to have that balance. And I definitely used to not have that balance at all. So like listening to her and just seeing her and the way she, the way she teaches and stuff like that. She's just, I'm just like, oh my gosh, you're awesome. <laughs> right. Oh, I love that you're that close to some of your yoga instructors. <laughs> that makes yeah. me excited to start taking classes. <laughs> yes, it's awesome. Like, it's such a great community to be a part of. That's so cool. Okay, so how about, do you know what the most impactful book you've read in your life or recently? Do you have one of those? Yeah, I would say personally, one of the most recent ones, it's called Resisting Happiness. Um, It's by Matthew Kelly. And I do like to read, but I definitely like shorter, easier read books. And this is totally one of them. Like I, I think I finished it in like five days and it's like 250 pages. But it was such a good eye opener. Like, and I feel like everyone could take something out of it because it was like, how we often get in our own heads and how we're the ones holding us back from, you know, the plans God has for us and and what life has for us. Like we, it's like, I don't know. It's all about kind of getting out of your own way and getting out of your own head and just trusting, like trusting the process and not being so hard on yourself and kind of like that. I mean, I'm just, my whole life I've been super hard on myself and stuff. So like that was a book that really really hit home for me yeah. oh that's cool okay that sounds interesting yeah. who did you say the author is matthew kelly okay all right i'm gonna look it up yeah my like my whole family read it because it's so good okay cool that's awesome 
Okay. Have you listened to anything recently that you think everybody should hear, like a documentary or podcast or anything? Um, not really. I mean, I really wish I could say that I listen to podcasts, and <laughs> I that is something that I've definitely wanted to get into. But like right now, I just I hate I hate using the excuse of being busy. But right now, like I'm trying to like focus a lot on school and like my Instagram account and like. Um, a lot of other things. So I usually just listen to music. Honestly, that's what I listen to, like when I'm baking and stuff yeah. like that. But listening to podcasts is definitely something that I want to get into because all the people like on my Instagram, like, and like some of my friends, like they listen to good podcasts and it's like, okay, like this can be really motivating. Oh yeah. But um, I do listen. I do listen to Joyce Meyer on the daily, like every night before bed. And usually in the morning, like She's just, I mean, she's a preacher for those of who don't know, but she's awesome and she's just so real. She has an amazing, amazing story and the things God has done in her life to help her help other people is just yeah. amazing. Like her testimony is oh, awesome. Yeah. So I listen to her a lot. That's cool. Yeah, that's good. Once you start listening to podcasts, you won't be able to stop. I, really? What yes. do you recommend? Well, I would say it depends on my mood. Like in the morning, I like to listen to more upbeat ones. So one that I really like that you would probably like is The Happy Hour by Jamie Ivey. And it's she's a Christian girl and she interviews a different like Christian woman for every episode. And they just kind of talk about like that woman's testimony or whatever, like just her life. Uh, and it's awesome. really, really good. And it's like sometimes it's really deep. Sometimes it's more lighthearted. But it's like just fun and and like lighthearted, but also like encouraging to listen to. Yeah. So I really like that one. Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah, and, but then that. I listen to some like business ones. Like, do you know who Jenna Kutcher is? Yeah, I've heard of her. Okay, yeah. So she has a podcast. I listen to hers for like business stuff. Um, and then they have some like murder mystery ones. Like if I just want entertainment or like Ooh, they yeah. have some funny ones like one that I love is called grown-ups read things they wrote as kids and it's like it's actually a comedy show that tours around Canada but they started recording it and like releasing it as podcast episodes and it's hilarious like oh it's exactly gosh. what it sounds like like people wait that is so funny like yeah. they read things from middle school and stuff yes like their diaries or whatever or yeah. school assignments or letters from okay. their parents or whatever it's so one. funny yeah I mean it's uh, sometimes it can be inappropriate, but it's hilarious. But yeah, that one's super funny. So yeah, there, it's cool because there are so many different ones for like your mood. I don't know. So I have a bunch of different ones I'm subscribed yeah. to. So. Well, I'm glad you gave me those recommendations because it's like there are millions out oh, there. Yes. Like seriously, like I don't know where the heck to start. Yeah, no, you should start with the happy hour. I think you would really like it. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah. I'm definitely yeah. going to do that. Okay, um, a brand or product that you are really liking lately. Okay, so Julian Bakery and boo foods okay if you you follow me but if you don't follow me they're two like you know healthy brands yeah boo foods i think is uh, actually i don't want to say it's a completely plant-based but it might be but like uh -huh. they're two of the cleanest protein bars like i've ever seen and okay. they taste so good like i'm literally obsessed like we just bought a whole bunch from amazon and um the julian bakery ones have so many options like they have vegan ones they have paleo vegan ones. They have just paleo. They have keto. And they have, like, so many good good um, bars. And they're, like, completely clean. They're, like, four oh, ingredients cool. in the bars. Yeah. 
But also, I just discovered that Julian Bakery makes granola. And I just bought some, and it's Ooh, so good. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. And, like, I don't like to, like, say I count carbs and count calories and stuff like that because I don't. But I do like to, you know, be conscious of my carbs and, right. like, how many I'm eating. So the Boo bars literally have, like, four to five carbs per bar. And the Julian Bakeries literally have one. Okay. Oh, those are good. Okay. So low carb and super high protein, and they're delicious. I mean, my mom, my mom's weird though, but she doesn't like, they're sweetened with monk fruit, and she doesn't like monk fruit. And usually I don't either, but I don't think these have aftertaste at all. So okay. I think they're awesome. Okay. Oh, that's cool. And do you normally get them online? Um, yeah, either, I mean, when I buy them on bulk, I'll go online, but the store I work at sells them too. Okay. But they don't have like all the flavors. So yeah. I do go online as well. I'm bummed. Yeah, Whole Foods, I was surprised. I Whole Foods doesn't have either of those. And okay. I think I'm going to request it at the one by my school because, like, when I go there for lunch, that's, like, what I crave for dessert is, like, a protein bar. Yeah. And usually I'll just get, like, the Garden of Life ones because they have them. But now I'm obsessed with the Boo and Julian Bakery. Okay. So, like, I want everywhere. Oh, no, that's good to know. I like, I like getting those kinds of recommendations. Very cool. Okay, yeah. so if people want to – find you on instagram um share your handle again or if they just want to connect with you but what's the best way to do that yeah so i would say um my instagram handle is the best way it's underscore intuitive living with lil and if anyone ever like wants to reach out and stuff like that i'm so happy like i love when my followers like message me and you know say like even the littlest things like oh my gosh that looks so good or if it's some really complicated question like i don't care like I say I'm busy, but, like, this is something I love to make time for. Like, I want to inspire people to eat healthier, and I want to, like, help people on their journey to do that. So it's, like, don't ever hesitate to message me or whatever. But then I also have an email. It's just intuitivelivingwithlil at gmail.com. Okay, perfect. Yeah, well, and I can speak from firsthand experience that you do respond to your messages and requests for – people that interview you and whatnot. So thank you for that. (laughs) Yeah, thanks for asking me. Yeah, no, this is so good. I have learned so much from you, honestly, even just like from following you and from chatting with you. And you've really inspired me in a lot of ways. So thank you so much for just sharing your story and using your story for good and using the platform that you have to help people because it's really important and it is really inspiring. So thank you so much. Ah, thank you. I'm very happy to do it. All right. So tell me you're not shocked that Lily is only 21 years old. I cannot believe how mature she is for her age. And I'm sure she gets tired of hearing that, but it's true. She really has lived so much life in her 21 years. And I think the ways that she thinks about her body and body image and overall health are so, so mature. It takes most people a long time to come to those realizations. And I just think it's awesome that she sees herself in such a holistic way. I think the way that Lily views health and fitness is so vital. If we are all focused on our appearance, it's going to be really disappointing in the end. And it can be really upsetting when we give into cravings and it's nearly impossible to live that 80-20 lifestyle. Whereas when we focus on health, just our overall holistic health, I think it's a lot easier to enjoy what we're eating, enjoy our workouts, enjoy everything around that, and to not feel so guilty when we do give in that 20% of the time. 
I love the way that Lily made clean eating seem so much more doable than it often does. I do agree with her that following healthy eating accounts on Instagram is a huge benefit because I know healthy eating, when you hear those recipes, does not always sound good, but believe me, they will make it look delicious. And I think there are so many people who can relate to the busyness of life and understand that we don't all have time to spend hours in the kitchen preparing healthy meals, and so they are ready to give you fast and easy recipes, especially for those of us who are beginning this lifestyle. It's so great, so make sure you check out Lily on Instagram and see who else she's following so that you can get lots of ideas from others. I also really appreciated that Lily addressed some of the myths around holistic doctors. I had never really thought about it before, but I like that she said that holistic doctors have the same exact qualifications as any other regular doctor, plus more, to be practicing naturopathic medicine. I would encourage you the next time you have a health condition that you're not getting resolved to maybe consider using a naturopathic doctor. You might be surprised at how much you like them. Lastly, I would say I found Lily's encouragement about starting yoga super, super helpful, and I will say that I have officially started yoga and been to three classes so far, and I've loved every single one of them. I loved her point that there is a place for everybody involved. No matter what your gender is, what your flexibility level is, there's a place for you, and it's so important for all of us to be doing. I think flexibility is really important to our health, especially as we age, so I think it's something that everybody should be checking out. Even if you don't want to do it three times a week like Lily does right now, maybe just once a week or a couple times a month, go check out a class or even a YouTube video. Also, make sure you look at the pictures that Lily has posted of some of her yoga poses and remember that it has only been one year since she started practicing yoga. You will be amazed at the progress that she's made and I'm really hoping that a year from now I'm able to post some of those same insane poses. I hope you enjoyed all the podcast recommendations that I shared and that you have a lot of things to listen to as some of you make travels across the world, across the US for the holiday season. I hope that everybody that is traveling has safe travels and that you enjoy the holidays with your friends and family. Again, whether you're listening to this in real time on Thanksgiving day or after the holidays are over, keep thinking about your health. You don't have to wait till January 1st to get started or even if it's past then, you can still get started now. It's never too late to start focusing on your health. And don't forget to reach out. Like Lily said, if you have questions for her or for I, please do reach out. We would love to connect with you on Instagram or whatever platform you choose. We would love to hear from you. Don't forget to leave a rating or review before you leave and make sure you check out the show notes because all the links to everything we referenced are listed there. You can view those on whatever app you're listening to or my website, heartfelthippy.com. Make sure you stay tuned for my next episode releasing in two weeks where I am interviewing my friend Jeri and we are talking about black student activism. A super interesting topic right now in this day and age. You're going to really love what she has to say. So stay tuned for that. And until then, keep doing research on your health, on clean eating, connect with Lily on Instagram, and keep seeking to get enlightened. Peace out.